This is the Workin' With series, presented by your host, Hayley Sudbury. Listen in each month to find out who we're working with. Hayley sits down with some of the world's most exciting leaders and entrepreneurs to chat about the companies they love, their definition of success, and the real secret behind it all, their superpower. I'm in the office today of GI Collection in Fulham, and I'm sitting down with Carmen Liu, who is the founder of what is the UK's first transgender lingerie brand. Some would argue maybe the first in the world because it's been hugely public and created a whole lot of energy and excitement around this very new category, which I think is really opening up to the world. I'm always very excited to meet real change makers who take risks and make new things happen. So, Carmen, it's great to have you on the podcast. Thank you for having me. So, you're the founder. This is very much a first. How did you come about with this fantastic idea and what motivated you to launch the company? It all came about from my own experiences as a trans woman with kind of the lack of many products, but in particular it was lingerie. So when I transitioned four years ago, it was the first thing that I tried to search for on Google, but I found nothing that was kind of feminine, sexy. Um, The only thing I came across was a thing called a transgender gaff in Canada. So I did purchase quite a few of those, but it's not something you would want anyone to see or to know that you're wearing. And after about two years, the kind of the frustration of not having lingerie and hearing other trans women talk about them not having lingerie, I just started to think about how perhaps maybe I would create my own lingerie that would be suitable for trans women. And then luckily last year I got the investment and I began creating all the designs and the company structure and everything last July 2018. And so tell me, how did you go about getting investment? Because this is often quite a challenge for for new founders as well. Yes. So I was quite lucky, actually. It was my first investor that I approached. And he he was really interested in that. And he'd actually been looking for kind of an LGBT business to invest in. So it worked out very well for me. And I think I'm really lucky in that. And it was actually my previous business. I, um, I had to let go of my previous business. And it was either I go back and start working like for someone else, which I haven't done for many years. So obviously I wasn't very interested in that one. So I just thought, you know what, I've been wanting to do this business for two years now, creating a trans business. And I just thought it's kind of now or never, or someone else is going to do it. And I want to be that person that does that for our community. And congratulations on doing it. And I've done it. (laughs) It's amazing. And I must say what's so interesting is, one of my uh, junior analysts went along mm. to your launch here in London and, as I was sharing before, yes. messaged me quickly on Slack while I was in New York to say, Hayley, we really need to get Carmen onto the podcast to hear her story because he was blown away by it. So it's exciting when your, your team is starting to kind of source all your podcast leads for you as well. Yeah, no, it is, it is amazing. And the, the response that we had from the launch event was incredible. And it wasn't just trans women that were there. There were cis men, cis women. And there was all kinds of people there from different backgrounds, everything. So it was really nice to bring a mixture of people together. And most of them that I spoke to, they've all said how empowering it was just to see trans women on the runway. You know, to hear that from a guy is quite odd to hear that. But it's also really nice to know that we are making an impact to people that just aren't, you know, transgender alone. It's normalising it, it's exactly. acceptance, and it's 
fantastic that this is such a visible and real and contemporary approach. Yeah, I mean, I did say when I was speaking with my investor at the beginning, I said that I was happy to make everything so public. I am quite private with me being trans. So for three to four years, I've never put that on my social media that I'm transgender because I don't feel it's necessary to say it. And I don't want people to just assume anything about me just because I'm trans or to talk to me different or look at me different. But I I feel that it's so important that I make my life and this company very public and very 2019 to help us progress as a trans community and help everyone understand us better. Well, not only are you living the brand, I mean, you are the brand <laughs> and your story is the brand. So it yes. makes just so much sense to be authentic. It does. I mean, it, I think it's so important that it comes from a trans woman to trans women because I know what it feels like to not have something or the things we need and I feel that it's a lot more personal for our customers, you know. They love to um, email or to Instagram or Facebook me um, just because they know that I'm there and that I'm going through the same thing as them. And, yeah, it's just really nice. And I think it's so important that it came from me. So I'm happy to share my story. Can you share a little bit more about how the business concept is also unique and what are some of the main lessons you would share really with anyone else looking to start a business? Mm. Well, firstly, for anyone that wants to start a business, I would just say go for it. Don't put it off. Just do it. You never know. Someone else might have the same idea and they may do it before you. So don't put it off. And it's nice to have a business of your own, especially something that's kind of got a meaning specific for my company in particular. It's got a big meaning to my life. So that's really nice. I'd probably say I need to sleep more. <laughs> no, I, I, I would say don't listen to what other people say. I've had a lot of people that tell me within the first month that we launched kind of our social media, we had a lot of people that just said your business is going to fail. Really? And that's the first thing they said to me. They just said your business isn't going to go anywhere because there's not a big enough market. And I'm just thinking to myself, you haven't even seen anything about the company yet. You don't know what we're launching and you're already saying that. So don't let what other people may say kind of change your opinions on how you feel the company would impact the lives of the, of whoever you're trying to market to. Yeah, we've had a lot of those type of wow. comments or we've got a lot of hate comments, so just ignore them, don't read the comments. Yeah. And, you know, just do what you feel is right in your heart because, you know, since the launch, I've got such a greater, like, meaning in life, personally. And I feel a lot more accepted as a trans woman because of the company. And it is making a big difference to a lot of women. We get so many messages every week about, you know, they cried putting on the lingerie. It feels amazing to have it. I feel sexy. So I know that we're doing the right thing. So, you know, if I listen to these people saying that the business isn't going to do anything and I'm just not going ahead with it, I wouldn't have helped all these women I had today. That's great. And your previous business was not in lingerie at all, was it? Not or anything? at all. Can you share what it was? It was actually in the hair industry, so it was okay. hair extensions. And I was also doing a project with my ex-partner, which was in sustainability in third world countries. Wow. So it's, <laughs> none of it is lingerie related. And it's my first time dealing with lingerie, actually. Right. And can you so, share a little bit about, I mean, we talked earlier, actually, before we started mm. recording, just about the process you went through to even find your your manufacturer and what Yes. Happened. So 
the whole process, we've made about 30 different prototypes of the lingerie because it was really important to get the correct material, the correct measurements and the correct look for it to work, but also still look like cis lingerie. So it was quite a big task. And finally, when we were ready to go to manufacturing, our factory here in the UK just completely shut down in a week. So I was kind of left with uh, no factory, <laughs> which was um, stressful to say the least. And yeah, I just had to figure out what to do really. So I just asked around the fabric warehouses I go to and the development studios I use, and they all suggested Latvia. So I had a very last minute trip to Latvia. And that's the first time I've ever been to Latvia, so that was interesting. And yeah, so I'm happy to say we now manufacture everything in Latvia for the lingerie line specific. And they're great, actually. They're very, their attention to detail is incredible. You know, I couldn't fault the way they make their products or anything. And they're, they're great to work with and they love it. They love the fact that it's, it's different to their usual lingerie that they make day to day. And even the women that sew the garments, they always ask, oh, when's the next order coming? Because, you know, they want to they wanna be involved and they want to know all the projects we have coming. In the Carmen Lou brand, we do have some other products coming. Exciting. Yes, which isn't lingerie. So they will be revealed in issue two of our magazine. So it sounds like this is going to be an amazing journey for you. Yeah, I'm super excited. And, you know, everyone that works with us, they're just so excited to see what happens and where we're going to go and also the public are excited to see where we go as well. So I think that's an interesting point about the people who are working with you to yes. bring this to life. I think one of the biggest challenges in building a company and especially a new company mm. is attracting and retaining great people. Can you tell me a little bit about how you're doing that now to help build your company? Yeah, so I mean initially at the beginning it was just myself I was, <laughs> whilst I was getting the whole concept of everything together. Oh. And then when we moved in the offices here, we employed our first employee in December and she's been with us ever since and she loves it. She's a great worker. And I think just because it's so different to working for another company, I don't know what kind of example, even if it was just a, you know, a cis lingerie brand, for example, and working for them, you know, there's many brands like that. Yes, you're making a change because you're giving women lingerie, but I think we kind of go into a world of unknown here with the company and also every product we, we create is a new product. So every day in the office is just, it's kind of just a, a new day, a new thing every day. So it's always exciting. Everyone loves working with us and yeah, I mean, everyone seems happy unless they're just not telling me. So really <laughs> probably the attraction of doing something so new. So new, yeah. Makes every day an adventure. Yeah, no, so I think the impact that we're creating and even our graphic designer, she sees the emails that we get from customers and just the thanks that we get. So that makes them feel really like warm and like they're making a change because they see, you know, we get messages from parents as well saying that, you know, my my daughter bought some lingerie from you and I just want to say thank you. Wow. And it's just those type of messages that kind of, I don't mind working 18 hours a day for because I know that I am actually making a change. It's not just in my head. And it's nice to know that I'm not the only one that cries when I put the lingerie on sometimes. <laughs> yeah, they are tears of happiness. And I thought it was just me because obviously I'm so connected to the product and to my business. But yeah, we've had a few women say, you know, I cried putting it on because it was just nice to look in the mirror 
and to be wearing something feminine, but then at the same time, I have nothing else on underneath it and it's holding everything in. Wow. So it's, it's really nice to kind of get the confirmation that we are doing the right thing and we're, you know, we're happy to keep going forward. How's mentorship played a role in your career? Any tips for mentors or mentees? So for this business in particular, I get a lot of my guidance from my investor, but that's kind of more from a business perspective of how he would run his businesses because obviously he has many businesses. So I do like to just kind of pick his brain a bit, but I pretty much lead everything myself. It's quite hard because there aren't other trans businesses to kind of follow after or kind of get advice from because there isn't any doing, you know, specific products for us. They're kind of buying in products from overseas maybe and selling them on. They're not designing stuff or kind of tackling it as publicly as I am. So, I mean, I do, you know, I... In terms of mentorship, I ask my mum a lot because I used to work with my mum when I was younger. And when things get really tough, I mean, it sounds like you have a very close relationship with your mother. Yes. I'm imagining you pick up the phone to her, but is there someone else you reach out to? To be honest, when I get stressed, um, I have a very close friend. He runs his own business as well. And I probably, I just call him and, I, and, yeah, I just either cry over the phone or I just kind of scream a bit. <laughs> have a little bit of a drink <laughs> um, but I also talk to my phone a lot I find that helps me sounds a bit weird but I um, I do a lot of recordings okay so I just kind of it's sort of like a diary entry but also kind of just to kind of vent my frustrations and um, so during the process of you know starting the company um, we had a lot of setbacks you know a lot of companies wouldn't work with me because I was trans wow and because my company was trans and that's companies in the UK and obviously that hurts me because it's personal to my life that they're not working with me. And then it's also personal because, you know, if they're not going to work with me, perhaps I can't get the business off the ground. So I used to just create videos and I would be crying in the videos, but it's just a way to get everything out. And I just talk to the camera. And I found that really helped me kind of release a lot of the stress and a lot of the anger. Because, you know, friends and family aren't always available to talk on the phone. You know, everyone else is doing their life. So... Yeah, I, I don't know how many videos I've got. I, I've got, I've got, there's probably hundreds of them. And I know around the launch event, you know, on that, the morning of the launch event, I was in the, I was getting ready in the morning and I think I did about 10 videos that morning and I was crying in most of them, but it was just, it's the easiest way to kind of get the, the, everything I'm feeling out there in the open and still keep it kind of private as well at the same time. Obviously, some things I kind of wouldn't really want to... I don't want my friends to be seeing me crying all the time. So it was... Um, yeah, I mean, I either my phone, my mum, or my, or my best friend. That's great. Well, yes. I think, you know, it will make writing a book or the movie so much easier if you put it all recording. Well, I do have it all there. I mean, when I flick through, I do watch them, and it's heartbreaking to kind of... You can see how stressed I was at the time, and either my investor... When I saw my investor, actually, a few days before my event... He pointed out how rough I looked. That was really nice of him. <laughs> but I mean, to be fair, I hadn't slept and like at all. I wasn't eating because for me, the main priority was making sure that when we launched, there was no issues and we we had a great impact and the correct impact for the trans community worldwide. So I was more worried about that than my own health, really. But it's um, I believe it's worked out well. <laughs> and are you doing anything special around Pride events this year? 
So we have had a request for London Pride to walk the front of London Pride. Um, but it also falls on the same weekend as I have a exhibition in Paris, which is the world's biggest exhibition for lingerie and swimwear in Paris. It's called Paris Interfilière. So we're still kind of weighing up the things here because it would mean that I'd have to miss Interfilière, which kind of, for me, from a business perspective, is kind of, it's very important that I do go there. But at the moment, because we pushed forward so many of our products, we're also so busy with that. You know, we do work, well, I work kind of around the clock at the moment and the staff, like my employees, they do work really hard as well. And a lot of them are working out of hours as well to try and get everything kind of completed because, you know, we do have the magazine and all the current products that we're focusing on. But now we've kind of brought in I think we have this year four new products coming, which are not lingerie. So it's a whole new thing, whole new designing, new packaging, new everything needs to be done. And so it just might mean that we have to skip a few things this year and then prepare for next year. You know, it's important that I get the products out there to all the trans women around the world. So some entrepreneurs may just go, well, actually, I'm launching this company. This is my lingerie brand. But you've also launched a magazine. Yeah, I, I don't know why I did that, to be honest with you. <laughs> I think it was only about four weeks before the launch. I was like, you know what? I want a magazine on the chair. So then we started creating a magazine. So then we had to do a photo shoot quickly and come up with... It only had 32 pages in it, but that's 32 pages of um, writing that we had to do and imagery and articles. So yeah, now that's kind of gone on to, I want to do that as a quarterly magazine. So issue two comes out this month and it's going to be interactive and it's kind of got transgender history, news, anything which is kind of important for trans women to read or to hear about and to talk about. So we've made it interactive that we would write an article on a certain topic and then the readers can send in their replies and comments and do a poll as well. So we can then put that into the next magazine and release that onto either videos on YouTube or our Facebook, kind of just to get everyone in the community talking. Because, you know, a lot of trans women, we keep things quite private, which isn't healthy for your health. So it's important we talk about these things and also talk about the issues so that even people who are transgender could also read the magazine and understand us better because we also send the magazine out to all LGBT venues, charities and things like this. So we send out, it'll be to 100 venues Wow! in the UK and overseas in America. So they can be in their waiting room so other people can read the hard copy of it. So it's creating the awareness as well so that they can understand the trans community better so that they can accept us. It's, I, I find a lot of the time that the trans community isn't accepted. Well, there's many reasons, but I think one of them is just because there's not enough information out there for people to understand us. So it's sort of that sort of that thing where people don't know how to take us or understand us because they don't know enough about us. So the magazine is kind of just there to create the awareness and give the information to non-trans people, but then also to give the information that the trans community need to help them as well. So yeah, we do have the magazine. So what's one piece of advice you'd give to an individual or even an institution seeking to be a better ally or advocate for the transgender community? Mm, that's a good one. So 
I mean, firstly, I think it's research. I think you need to understand us as a community to be able to help us and to know what our needs are. You know, trans people do have specific needs, not just in clothing, in many different parts of their lives. And I, I feel like people don't read up enough about that to be able to provide for us. So I feel that if you can at least understand certain needs of a trans woman or a trans man, then you can help us with either providing better products from your company or either just providing a better service and understanding us a lot better. You know, we do have a lot of insecurities. You know, maybe if you're even a even just like a makeup brand, you know, understanding the fact that we are conscious of maybe our facial hair at one point. So maybe understanding that, you know, that takes a year and a half to have laser hair removal. Then, you know, when you're doing a trans lady's makeup, to be more conscious of that and maybe not to inquire about that, you know. You know, it's just simple things like that. And I feel that if people could just read up a bit more or try and understand us a bit better, then they will be able to help us. What's your superpower? I think not being able to sleep and still <laughs> function. <laughs> I think that's because you're under 30. Yeah, maybe. I think it might be. Oh gosh, well, three years to go, then I better make the most of it, isn't it? <laughs> no, I mean, I don't know. I think, I think I'm just a very determined person from my career as a dancer when I was younger. Obviously, I was used to working very long hours when I was younger. And if it wasn't right, you keep going until it is right. So I think I'd call that my superpower, really. I kind of just keep going until it's right. I don't care how long it takes or what it takes. I I want it to be right. Fantastic. And that requires a lot of energy. I don't really do the sleep, hence why I'm now taking my vitamins, as I mentioned earlier. (laughs) I enjoy it. I really love what I'm doing. This company has given me so much more meaning, and I finally do accept myself as a trans woman now, which I thought I did, but walking the runway and being surrounded by all the trans women there as well, I do accept myself, and I'm so much more public about it, and I love to talk about it. I don't care who it is. You know, I'm like I was at the uh, restaurant the other night just doing some work and having some dinner and someone asked me what I did and I just told them straight away. It doesn't phase me at all anymore. So, yeah, I mean, to be honest, it's helped me as well as the other trans women around the world. So it's just a great thing and I'm happy to be doing it and I love coming to work every day. And that is a good place to be. It is. It really is. Well, Carmen, it's been an absolute pleasure meeting you. I wish you every success. Thank you. And obviously world domination, which feels imminent. Yes. And <laughs> the next time we meet, we can be celebrating your successes. Amazing. I can't Thank wait. You for your time. Thank you so much. You've been listening to the Working With podcast series. You can find us on iTunes, 